So, in this business, we are looking for those cookie cutter deals where it's an easy house at the right price point, the rehab is just right, maybe it's not even that much, and we have a solid buyer or solid group of buyers for that specific area. However, in this business, it doesn't always work that easy. And there are certain situations where you're gonna come across a funky, weird, strange, hard deal. And uh, some instances, we have to get creative on how we can approach this deal to still make it uh, a deal in the long run and make it profitable. So one technique that we use is we uh, do what's called pre-selling, which is in essence where we work the deal backwards. Instead of getting the contract with the seller solidified beforehand and then blasting it to all of our buyers to find a buyer for that contract, instead we are going to send this deal with the information we have to potential buyers and see if we have anyone that's interested to then contract with the buyer or the seller. So what does this look like? Let's take an example. I had a house a long time ago where the house itself was great. It was a three bedroom, one bath, structurally sound, everything was great. But the previous owner decided to build this huge, massive back addition that was almost double the size of the original house. And in that addition was this swimming pool. So it was an indoor swimming pool. And I guess this was his like party pad or whatever. Um, but he had built it a long time ago and it wasn't built right. So structurally, it was in bad shape. It had a leaking roof. The walls were coming apart and wonky. And then it had this pool that was just had this filthy water in it. It was just in bad shape. So this is not a normal deal. You don't typically see a house like this. So I wasn't certain that I could sell this property once I had a contract. So what I did is I pre-sold it. With this one, I figured out a price with the seller. In this case, let's say 50,000. I spoke to some buyers and I said, hey, I can get you this deal with this funky addition in this pool for let's say 57,000. Is this something that you'd be interested in? Go take a look at it and let me know. And my goal is to be able to find somebody that is interested enough to have a conversation so that we can determine what that person would be willing to purchase the property at. Let's say his number is 55. Well, then now I know I have a deal. But if his number came in at 49, which is lower than what the seller said, I have a goal of getting the seller down at a price point to make that deal work. So ultimately, I get the commitment from the buyer first and then work the seller from there, given the numbers that the buyer has given me. And this technique is important for when you've come across those funky, weird, strange, or even too high of a price property so that you can still make a deal happen. And we call that pre-selling. Welcome everyone, welcome, welcome. It is a beautiful Thursday morning. We are here and excited because we have the Hilco Homes team as well as a few other key individuals in the uh, industry and market here with us today. We are doing deep dive wholesale. Can we say hello everybody? Wanna say hi to everyone watching? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Hey, that, yeah, that was like a week. There we go, there's some energy. That's what we're talking about, that's exciting. Well, welcome everybody. We are glad that you're watching. Uh, please uh, mention in the comments what market you're watching from. Also, this is an interactive show where we can answer your questions as well. We want to see your comments. We want to be able to bring value to you. What we're going to be doing today is first, we're going to be talking with Mr. Alex Estrada, and we're going to be talking about his business, what he's trying to accomplish, and what his goals are, and really deep uh, deep dive, excuse me, deep dive into, I'm still learning the, the name apparently, but deep dive into what your situation is, what your problems are, your, uh, your problems, your hurdles, and how we can help you. So that'll be the first half of the show. Second half of the show, we're going to be answering questions. A Hilco Homes panel will answer questions from our live audience and people watching too, so be thinking of your questions. Uh, and so we can give you true value, true information right here and on the spot. So first, uh, welcome, Alex. Thank you for taking the time to uh, say hello to everyone and, and, and uh, you know, deep, deep dive into your situation. <laughs> I'll get it by the end, I promise. I promise. You're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm doing what I can. So really quickly, Alex, 
who are you? Um, how do we, you know, give us a little brief history up until this point, and then we can kind of get into it. Um, so, well, my name is Alex Estrada. Um, the I man, was, Alex Estrada. The man. That's the right. Only. That's right. <laughs> and so, um, I've always just been a entrepreneur mindset. Um, always uh, wanted to get into real estate. Um, I currently do uh, general contracting on the side. Um, typically, you know, it's a small business, but I uh, do it on the side. And uh, so, um, I came across wholesaling, and I've been wanting to get involved. So how did you get ac come across wholesaling? What happened? Were you reading books? Were you going to seminars? Did someone just mention it one day? What happened? Well, start, starting off with uh, real, uh, real estate itself, I've always just been really interested in, uh, into it since I was younger. And then uh, so I started reading on real estate and how to obtain my license and, you know, just how to go start going about it. And then um, I actually um, came across tax details uh, and then – Reading about that and learning about it, I came across tax lien sales and so forth and so forth. And then um, that's when I was reading a book and uh, I stumbled across uh, wholesaling. And so when I found out... So how it first started with you had general interest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Then when you were researching real estate, you, got, you learned about investing in the realm of real estate. And then when you were looking at that, it led into wholesaling as an opportunity yeah all right well before we keep going let's do some quick uh shout outs to some people watching and and everyone else we appreciate you all tuning in again this is value for you so if you have comments and questions we want to answer those for you as well so we got um isabel roa said hello. Hello, um, hello and she's in south carolina south carolina so someone in south carolina if anybody has deals in south carolina yeah. put them up there there you go there you um, go michael Dehaven, what's up hilco hey, gang uh he's in san antonio michael michael oh, okay hey, hey that's mike michael, hey mike thank mike you for watching DeHaven. he came to our last uh, uh our last event and then anthony rodriguez from miami super pumped all caps hey ivan Happy next time next time we go to florida you can uh hook up with anthony anthony's in miami He's, he's uh, a man. He says, happy Thursday, guys. It was his from, birthday recently. I, I don't man. forget which day it was, but happy birthday, man. Okay. So you, you found out about um, real estate. Then you looked into it, found out about the investing side of real estate. Then that led to wholesaling. Yeah. So now you want to start wholesaling. Is that what it comes down to? Yes. It's just, you know, All I, right. Keep the mic close for me right. so everyone can, you hear, can hear you. Yeah, we got to hear that sexy, deep voice. All right. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Okay, so you now you want to get into wholesaling. So, yeah. See, now we're getting everyone excited over here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So um, I, I've kind of been uh, ordering books and been reading about it, and it's just so much information. What books? Uh, so the particular book that I'm reading currently, and I keep going back to, is called the Wholesaling Bible. The Wholesaling Bible. Do you yeah. remember who wrote that one? Um, I currently don't okay at the moment. you didn't read the cover you just read the pages no, inside got it maybe bible. we can put that yeah. in the comments or if yeah. one of y'all have seen it if you can put it in there so people yeah. can see so the wholesaling bible on amazon got yes. it okay what else and so um yeah so uh, i was reading about it and then um it still i still had a lot of questions i had a lot of information but i was getting overwhelmed with it so that was my problem was just you know learning yeah. as much as i can but i was still having you know a certain question that I've been trying to answer and I've been reading through these books and you know it still doesn't answer my question so I do have a particular okay question. so you've been building up to a question all right yeah. before <laughs> before we get into the question a little cliffhanger we're gonna let it, leave it as a cliffhanger we got something over here well it's the Than Merrill uh, Than Merrill the, okay the author I put it yes. in the links he's so the guy that was on HGTV show he also uh, is the founder of Fortune Builders they're a big real estate education company Dan Merrill, check them out. Okay, yes, so you you read a lot of books, you watched uh, YouTube videos. You mentioned yes. a little while back, so you've been consuming all this information, and this led to this one question. What is this one question? Uh, where do you get these assignment contract documents? L you know, I've been trying to figure that out for a really, while. yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, Wait, that's, that's not in the wholesaling Bible. <laughs> How is no. that in the not in the wholesaling Bible? <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> it's like should be number page one. Here are the documents. <laughs> Sorry, as an outsider, that's just like what? Yeah. That's funny. You would figure, you know. I read yeah. uh, through three books and I still can't find that out. You know? Okay, so as far as documents, really quick, uh, we're in Texas. Okay, 
So first off, you need to have an original contract with the seller of the property, the person that owns the property, because for you to wholesale, you're assigning your rights on a contract, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to have the original contract first. That original contract you can get by going to, in our case, the Trek website, which is Texas Real Estate Commission website. It's the government body that oversees uh, all real estate license holders, uh, as well as inspector, their license as well as the real estate governing party. If you go to their website, there's a form section. You can download the contract for the original contract between you and the seller. So that's called a one to four contract, which means it's a contract that works for all properties at four units and less residential, okay? That's an original contract. Another way you can approach it is actually just Googling online. You can just get a sales uh, agreement or a purchase contract. You can do search for those, those are more general, but maybe look up based on your state to see, we like to use the Trek contract. It's a, now it's a 10 page document because it covers every single component. There's nothing missed, plus it's a state contract. So from the seller's point of view, uh, yeah, there might be some people that are burdened by the amount of pages and the amount of signatures and initials, but uh, it's very easy to point out to them that you're doing it the right way and using the correct documentation. Now, to go to the original question, which is how do you find an assignment contract? Well, um, when I first started, uh, what I did is I went into Google and I typed in assignment contract, and then I went to the advanced settings of the Google search. This is like golden nugget right here. Advanced settings, then uh, I went to filter and I filtered to where I only brought up pages that were um, document type. So I was looking for Word documents. So assignment contract or assignment real estate contract and then only Word documents and then all the uh, links that come up in the Google search are all actual links to documents that then I can go and download. So that was my starting point with my first contract. It wasn't the best in the world, but it was something. Then I could go in and edit it based on my limited knowledge of what I knew I needed to say. Then what I did is as I was starting to do more and more wholesaling contracts myself, I was working with other wholesalers. And whenever um, it came to a point where, hey, we had a verbal agreement, when it came to a point like, um, we were trying to decide, am I going to send the documents to you, Mr. or Ms. Wholesaler, or are you going to send the documents to me? I just told them, you send me your documents. You write it up and send it to me. So then they would write up the documents, send it to me, and now I had their assignment contract. And then if it was in editable format, then I could save it. But if not, then I just took the time and I rewrote it in a Word document, word by word, and tweaked it the way I saw fit. And then since then, I've you know, tweaked and tweaked and tweaked, and now we have a Hilka Holmes assignment. Uh, contract, which by the way, little bonus if you're watching, message in the comments you want uh, the Hilka Homes assignment contract, and I'll give you a copy of one that you can use. And I, I'll get you one too, Alex. So everything built up to this, to this, uh, but you have to message in the comments because if you don't, I'll forget that I even said this. So you got to put it in there and we'll do that. So, okay, boom, that's the assignment contract. <laughs> what, what's the next uh, problem hurdle? What, what, come on, let's get the most out of okay. the time we got here. So uh, and keep the mic close for me. Uh, the sexy voice, right? That's right. <laughs> so, um, me being a uh, full-time employer, oh, employee, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Um, how soon should one go off on them, um, you know, onto themselves doing it part-time or just starting off? You know, like, when when is somebody ready to, like, pretty much quit their job and do it full-time? That's a tricky question that comes down to uh, your... Now. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Just the, go. The, the ominous voice in the background yes. yelling now. Um, that's a tricky question. When I did it, and when I went into real estate, I quit my job immediately, and I didn't really have a plan. And quite honestly, it kind of slowed me down uh, because I didn't have any income. I thought I could figure it out, which I did, but it was it took way longer than I anticipated. I was living off credit cards, and I just went went further and further into debt. And as you're not making money and things are going in the wrong direction, you get depressed and despair takes over you, and you're not as motivated, those type of things. Some people, they'll quit and just hit the ground running and, and do amazing, you know. Um, we've had we've worked with people and have had people that they've quit their jobs and then boom they've uh, really taken off so it really is um, your choice what I would say is save up a little money in the bank there's this um, there's this 
thought in a lot of people's minds where they get caught up on like, I need to make this happen as soon as possible. I need to be wholesaling right away because I need that money right away. And the sooner I can get that money, my life will change faster, those type of things. But what you have to remember is that you have a lot of time. Like, just no matter what age you are, um, we are, as humans, are living longer than we ever have before. And, um, you know, you have time. There's no reason to, to rush. Now, some people, it's just best that they quit today. Um, but, you know, in other cases, what I would hate for you to do is quit, and then you're trying to make this happen, it doesn't work out, and then you have to go find a job, and now you're even further behind when, hey, let's start part-time. There's nothing wrong with doing it part-time. Maybe close one deal, two deals, three deals. Get Make sure that you've proven concept, put a little money in the bank, and then orchestrate to where you, could, where you would quit. Honestly, for you, I would maybe think of minimum two months' worth of income yeah. in the bank if you need a particular number. Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> does that help? Actually, it does. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm actually that type to just like – I like to just take action and just jump into it, you know, and sometimes sure. my patience is like low. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so that helped out. But, a lot. And that's a personal question. If you really feel that, hey, I don't want to wait for two months, you know, I'm not going to say don't. You you have to make your own decisions and chase your dreams and do what's best for you. Um, but that would be my general advice for people, all the people watching. Do we have some more uh, comments or questions in the in the comment section here? We got a lot of people who are going to take you up on that offer. To oh, get dang, already? So you better <laughs> get that right, out right. and start passing it out. But Aaron Perez says, just make the jump. Don't think about it. Aaron quit his job. He yeah. actually, uh, when Aaron did it, he made like a whole production out of it. He was like, okay, I have a big announcement on Facebook. I have a big announcement. And then he did another video. I have an announcement for my announcement. Don't miss <laughs> it. Don't miss it. And then he, he his announcement was he was quitting HB, which was monumental in his life because he had worked at HEB for like 10 years and he was making this big change and that was it's led to the happiest time in his life where he has endless possibility and things have gone really well for him so yeah. uh, that was the right choice for him again it's a personal choice yeah, so. yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it quitting I would call it uh, firing my Fire. employer oh yeah well there <laughs> you go fire that's you. right yeah, turn the tables you bring <laughs> them into the office and say you're fired yeah. Yeah. all right so give me another question what you got okay so, well, it was actually kind of a follow-up question to um, the last one. So would you say it's kind of best to, um, uh, when you're ready to transition into full-time wholesaling, uh, it's best to have some people on your team already as opposed to you jumping in by yourself, uh, doing it full-time by yourself? Because, I mean, you pretty much have to be the, the acquisition uh, member you know you have to so, so let me make sure yeah. i understand your question correctly so before you go into full-time when you say you need to have a team you need to have somebody that's finding the deals for you someone that's selling the deals for you or you're one of those and you have an, uh, other team members on your team is that what you're asking well, compared to you doing it by yourself well yeah i would just say just have some help going in you know starting to build up your team already going full-time uh so i wouldn't necessarily say that okay when you're first starting it's just you yeah. Uh, and if you haven't done any deals before, you've done very little. I don't know about trying to bring on another team member and then teach them how to do it when you're yeah, not really necessary, necessarily ready to properly teach someone. Um, I don't know about that. What I would suggest is if you're going to quit and do it full time, yeah, you're going to be doing it. But that's the reason you're doing it full time. Now you have yeah. all this extra time. You need to be the ones that are just – and it, keep in mind, this is not a nine-to-five situation yeah. this is you're getting up early you're working till late at night every single day you're giving up saturdays you're giving up sundays and you're giving up you know your friends going out and partying your friends going on vacations and you know even say say no to family time sometimes because you're doing this for a particular reason to achieve your goals and you have to take it seriously so i would suggest you do it first learn all the different components be consistent generate some consistency so you're doing one deal a month, two deals a month, three deals a month, something consistently, not just one deal this month, the next deal four months from now. That's not – you need to focus on you and your consistency first. Then you can start looking at bringing on team members. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were talking about basically almost skipping a step. There's a reason there's steps. You want to take each step at a time, be proficient at that, and then look at the next thing. And so um, my other question would be, you know, when when you feel like you're ready, um, 
to hire somebody else mm -hmm. uh, to build a team? How do you go about finding these people? You know, like how do you know um, to go find somebody that can market for you, go find somebody that can, you know, do things that will help, you know, the the process like how do you go about finding people <laughs> <laughs> so when you're first starting out you generally just want people that are like-minded uh, it might not be as formal as hey you're advertising saying you're hiring and then you take applications and then you go through a hiring and interview process when you're first starting and, and for us it was you know we we came in contact with like-minded individuals uh, like for instance we have angel here we have Juan here uh, both of those people, when Hillary and I were early in our real estate careers, we in, we touched base with them because they were like-minded individuals. They were already looking to get started in that space. And hey, uh, maybe I'm not necessarily hiring you on, but hey, let's work together for a common goal. You want to be a real estate wholesaler. I've already been doing some wholesaling, or maybe you've also done a little bit. How can we work together to kind of, you know, um, grow together and do more together. Um, if you go to those networking events, like for here we have Ella Maria, S.A. Ria, those type of things, you can go ahead and meet a lot of people. But then, I mean, this is the information age. You got the internet here. We got like, how many people got watching right now? 20. 20. We got 20 people right now. It's growing. I'll get into 25. Going to grow even higher than that. Those are people right now that are clearly interested not only in real estate, but also wholesaling. You can interact with them. Maybe one of them is like awesome with sellers and you're awesome with buyers and you can work together. Um, and keep in mind, when you're building your team, maybe at first it's not necessarily your, a team that you have that's under your brand. Maybe at first it's kind of a bunch of partnerships, a bunch of uh, a network that you work with that you all help each other and they're all trying to build their own businesses. And then down the road, you might want to bring on a team member. Okay. So I have another question. Okay, but I'm going to pause you on that okay. question. What else have we got in the uh, social lands? Well, well actually, I, I wanted to know what is um, holding you back from quitting like in the next week or two? Oh, uh, dang. Kirk like wants what, you to quit what, now. What's holding you I mean, what is? I mean, just be honest on what it is. Well, yeah. well I would say. Keep the know, mic close because uh, this one's uh, an important <laughs> answer. Okay, so. I'm buying you a little bit of time. I guess. Just because on how fast I'm like I'm getting involved with wholesaling, I guess it's a li little pro uh, procrastination, um, a little just trying to figure out how I'm just gonna get things going. You know, um, that was actually one of my next questions. You know, it's just like uh, for somebody who's a full timer, like where do they start? You know, that's and just pretty much you know when I get my my questions answered, you know, and I'm starting to take action. I mean, I already have a set date on when I'm going to quit. I even let my, my employer know ahead of, like, two months ahead of time. That was, like, you know, August, I'm quitting. I don't care where I'm at. You know, I He's have like, to I'm firing you, but in yeah. two months. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> when I pull you into an office, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, we're going to have that now. talk. We're going to have that talk. You know, and so, I mean, I already have a set date on when I'm, you know, going to go full time. Um, it's just more just, you know, preparing, leading up to it, you know, but I mean, I'm, well, can, let me ask you I'm this. ready now. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. I saw you light up when I, when I asked that question. So besides, so this event, this is like a start in a sense. You've now yes. announced to the world, by the way, yes. on Facebook live, and we're going to get this to a couple thousand people in the end. So you've announced Your employer's it watching. Yeah. So you've, you've made the bleat, brother. So, yes. so in, you know, and the next question is besides this networking event, how many real estate related networking events have you been to in the last month? In the last month? Um, actually, none. This is actually like my first one. What this do you guys all think of that? Oh, the, the perfect starting point right here. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect starting point, man. Yeah. You're doing it. You know, I just, you know, I'm a firm believer on, you know, you, you may, you can have all this knowledge, but, you know, like, what are you going to do with it? And, you know, I feel like you just, it's just about action. It's about starting somewhere. Okay, then quick question, real quick tangent. Why did you decide to come to this one if you hadn't been to any events before? Well, it, just honestly, because I, I followed you. Um, I felt oh, yeah? like you were passionate. Um, I felt like if, um, if I could start somewhere. I, I just talk really loud and wave my hands a bunch. And <laughs> that's, I try to no, make that look find, like passion. No, but, but you know, I, I do watch other people's videos, you know, and they don't have the genuine, what is that word? The genuine, genuine yeah. The, the genuineness. The authenticity and the passion, the way you speak in your videos. And I felt like, 
you know, if, if I should start anywhere, if, if I should meet anybody, you know, going off into wholesaling would be you, you know. Well, that's so. hilarious. You're like, uh, I, I, I love Marco's videos. He's authentic. Uh, on, he has authenticity. authenticity. <laughs> wow, I'm having troubles all over the place. <laughs> uh, but then you, you went in and you were like, okay, now I'm going to be a part of his videos. Look at you yeah, making it happen real quick. Action, action <laughs> yeah. here. Okay, so cool. So uh, you had a question in there. What was the question? How to get started? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so jumping into it um, and b coming from a full-time job, um, where where should I start, really? You know, it's just... So uh, there's really one or two routes you can go. Honestly, if you're doing it part-time, what I think is an easier route is doing what's called co-wholesaling, okay? So you're working with other individuals to... Um, bring the deal together. Um, there are a lot of whole, <coughs> there are a lot of wholesalers in the in your industry in your market. San Antonio is a huge market where there's tons of people always looking for deals. And when you're co-wholesaling, you're basically only working on half of the equation, which you're working part time. And it would be easier to only focus on half the equation. So what I mean by that is. Maybe there's a wholesaler in this room right now or watching right now that already has a contract with a seller. Boom, they've done half of the equation. All they need is the buyer for that contract. Well, maybe you can help find the buyer for that contract, and then boom, you're done. Or the other way around is uh, if you bring the contract, like let's say you already have been working some leads and you have a seller and you got a part-time, um, is co-wholesaling. Okay, okay. Yeah, what do we got over there? By the way, I think we need to get to the audience um, Q&A in just a minute, okay. if you had any wrapping up things. But And I wanted to make an announcement. It's in the comments. There is a networking event tonight at Alamo Rio. So you have another opportunity. Those are a big, big events. I will be um, there. Are you going? Yeah, Marco and Hillary will be there. Yeah, so if you're in San Antonio. This is Alex's uh, coming out party. That's right. Like, he's going to be at two events in one day. I had to burn day. the boat. I had to burn there the boat. There you go. the island, got to burn the boat. There you go. When, when <laughs> Alex goes for it, he goes for it. So tonight, Alamaria, it's a great um, reoccurring monthly event. Uh, Ignacio goes to that event a lot. He, he's the man who makes it happen. Um, but they, there's tons of investors that are there, wholesalers, where you can wholesale with, uh, just people that are interested in real estate investing. There's some, the actual event is headed by some great individuals. It's tonight. Hillary and I will be there tonight. So if you're... If you're open, come tonight. We can say hello to one another. So uh, overall, uh, we're going to do a quick wrap-up. Any final thoughts? Real quick, final question. We're, we're about to do Q&A, so you can ask some more questions. But any final thoughts here before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's more of a question for other people because um, I'm sure. Oh, know, dang. Nicely yeah. done. <laughs> uh, so what tips and advice yes i'm sorry so what tips and advice would you give somebody who's so used to um you know getting paid by hour somebody who's like so used to nine to five uh, what tips would you give them on converting into commission because wholesaling is all commission you know and um so what any advice for those people Come so back. shift the mindset when you're a person that's getting paid hourly uh, nine to five you know, the mindset for a lot of people is they just cannot wait until five o'clock hits and they're ready to bolt out the door, those type of things, and, and be able to clock out mentally. Yeah. That is just something that they are ready to get out the door. When you are trying to go into the wholesaling realm, but just in general where you own your own business, because that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be owning your business where you're doing wholesale deals. You have to shift your mentality. There is no clocking out. Yeah. And in, in essence, it's harder because... Uh, you have to put in more time, more effort. You have to work harder than the people sloughing over there on their computer acting like they're working and they're getting paid anyway. You have to work harder than those people. You have to put in more effort. You've got to make more phone calls. You have to endure more challenges, more problems, more agitation. You're going to have people that tell you that th you suck. You're going to have objection, rejection. You're going to have all kinds of problems. You're going to get depressed. You're not going to be motivated. You're going to be tired in the morning. There's not going to be that uh, energy and that motivation to get going. However, you are building something that you control. You are changing your life, literally. There is no bus. And you are taking, by fighting this fight, you are taking back control of your life, taking back control over your finances, and ultimately taking back control over your time. And if you put in this hard effort and um, extreme hard work, 
not just for a year, but for two years, three years, four years, five years, for an extended period of time initially, then you're going to start seeing the massive benefits year six, seven, eight, nine, ten down the road. And then you can be like Ivan over here in the Key West uh, getting suntans and such. So that, that's what you really uh, want to do. It's not easy. It's hard. If you're willing to put in the hard work, like whatever you're doing in your job right now, like multiply it by like ten. And if you're cool with that, then you can make it happen. Yeah, I guess, you know, um, uh, I guess people don't understand is that when you work for yourself, you're working 80 hours. You know, people uh, think that they're going to work just as much, many hours at a nine to five as they do by themselves. But no, uh, no. no they don't. <laughs> and you have to sacrifice a lot. A lot. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So that was great. It. Alex, thank you for taking the time. We are now making you, this was your come out party. This is also your <laughs> birth of a celebrity now. Uh, we have a bunch of followers for you. Uh, we put his information somewhere there so you can reach out to Alex. If you got a deal, you got somebody that wants to work with you, boom, right here. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, Word from our sponsors. That's right. We're going to take a quick break Marco. and come in with a rapid fire question and answer section. But we do have a really cool sponsor that you can really check out uh, Jake Rivas, which is, uh, he has a podcast, which is Jake of All Trades. He focuses on. Um, um, millennials he's a financial advisor and he focuses on millennials he f helps everybody but millennials is uh, his main focus and he has a really cool podcast he puts out every single month with some cool stuff we're going to do a quick little uh, shout out to him and then we'll get into the second half boom The truth is, it's very rare that you, they'll come in at the right price. Um, you can, your lead generation can be anything from bandit signs to uh, eviction leads to other wholesalers to bird dogs. And it's very rare that these properties are going to come in at the right price. I think I can name maybe three, four properties in the past two and a half, three years uh, that have been wholesaling that came in at the right price. Um, but the reality is to you have to get them at the right price. Uh, it doesn't matter where they're at. Um, you have to negotiate them to the right price as long as the numbers add up. So uh, if you're in a lower income area and you know that the retail value of a 3-2 is $100,000, you know you probably need to be somewhere in the $45,000 to $50,000 range depending on what the rehab is. Um, and most of the time they're gonna be asking $60,000, $70,000. So you're gonna be off. The key to getting them at the right price is negotiation. Uh, that's where you're going to be able to get these properties correctly. It's just the proper negotiation, the proper follow-up, and the proper um, uh, rapport with the seller really is what it is. So it's to me, you don't find them at the right price. You get them at the right price. second half say that again Sorry. all right all right all right we are back okay so now we are in the second half of the show and i like to think of us as like the golden state warriors we bring it in the third quarter so uh that's what's happening right now we're bringing in the second I like, half i like the I like the recent basketball references there you go, I like there that. You go. even though it should have been the spurs anyway should have been anyway should definitely should have anyway. been um, so we're going to do a question and answer format here. This is your opportunity to an ask your questions. We are also going to be answering questions for people that are here live with us. And really what we want to talk about are um, insights that we as the Hilco team, we have the third person slowly coming, uh, Juan, myself, and Hillary. There she is, finally. Uh, <coughs> we had to get her out of her trailer. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to answer uh, questions for you. We want to give you our insights just from what we've experienced through our own um, history of doing tons of different wholesaling deals. Juan's done a, a bunch. Hillary and I obviously have started the company. We also have our own investments uh, that we cash flow because we're building our passive income. That's how you get free. So we want to answer your questions. Let, make sure to put them in the comment section below, and we'll go ahead and cover them. But to kind of shoot us off, 
I want to take our live audience here. We got someone that would be the first question. Ivan, here we go. Alex, Alex loved the mic, man. He don't want to give it up no more. There you go. Does it work? We're good? Yeah, just keep it close, okay, so okay. they can hear you. <laughs> uh, so my name is Ivan. Uh, my question is... Oh, wait, quick, quick. Let's talk about uh, what your business is really quick so we can do a quick plug for you. Okay, yes. Uh, my name is Ivan. I work with uh, Blue Valley Homes. Look us up on Facebook. There you go. Y'all do tons of stuff here in San Antonio, but all, all around Texas. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, well, I was working with a different group, but... Uh, in Houston, uh -huh. after the flood, we wholesaled a bunch of properties and got one up for sale up in Conroe uh, that we rehabbed. Awesome. So, so you've seen all kinds of different stuff. Yes, it's been fun. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's your question? Uh, so my question is, so there's so many lists out. You know, you got the, uh, the pre-foreclosures, you have vacant houses, you have, uh, you know, just uh, different lists for houses and whatnot. You know, I guess... Um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that we're doing is you know working on building up a lot more you know getting a lot more rehabs more wholesale so what do you guys uh advise as far as trying to um like what rhythm you know do you guys send out some mail or do you guys uh just basically to be able to increase the flow of leads, the leads? and things correct okay i'll lead us off and then you can jump in sure. okay uh so uh you reference direct mail um, we do direct mail. The way we've basically orchestrated it is we go after a few different lists and then we mail out on a weekly basis. So every week we have mailers that are going out. So that way, rather than having a huge wave from a big drop, it's like more of a consistent flow like a river in a sense. Um, so we, we do it in that manner. As far as lists, uh, we're always experimenting with the different lists because what we found is that some lists are great sometimes and then not so great other times, maybe depending on year, those type of things. Uh, so we're always kind of um, dabbling in all of them. What we have found that's really effective is when you actually kind of cross lists. So you might get, let's say, a vacant list, and then rather than just selling, sending the mailers to all the vacants, you can take the vacant list and then put like a tax delinquent filter on those and then now you have kind of an overlap, and then those would be a good one to, to mail to. Uh, but beyond that, that's just one lead source. What we really try and do is we try and hit multiple lead sources, and by hitting the multiple lead sources, that's how we can keep the consistent component. Do you want to kind of talk on that? Yeah, um, ex pretty much exactly what he said. Just if you want to um, hit the multiple lead sources, but if you're going to do mailers, Make sure that you hit mailers and you hit them hard. Whatever it is that you're going to be doing, hit it hard for the time that you're doing it. Uh, if you're uh, working off of lists, whichever list you decide that you want to work off of, uh, you can experiment. But if you decide you want to work off of tax eviction lists or pre-foreclosures or whatever it is, just make sure you put all your focus there because I'm a firm believer in you're going to get it doesn't matter. We get asked a lot, what's the best lead source, right? It doesn't matter which one you decide to choose. Whichever one you put most of your focus into is going to be the one where you get the best leads out of because that's the one where your energy is going into. Um, so, but yeah, you want to, you want to master each, uh, each lead source, whether it be bandit signs lists or whatever it may be, make sure you hit it hard. However, whichever, whatever it is you decide to do. Hillary, do you want to talk about how we, how you and I, before we even had a team in Hilco, how we started with our mailers and what we did um, initially? Okay. So back in 2014, when Mark and I created Hilco, we both were working full-time jobs. Yeah, where did the name come from? <laughs> Marco is actually the one who came up with it, but Hil Hilco is actually Hillary and Marco combined. No notice how which her part is first. He came up with design. it. He, that means you're really sweet. You put me first, babe. Oh, there you go. I knew I'd win somewhere in there. So back in 2014, when we started this LLC company together, we had full-time jobs, so we really didn't have a lot of time to um, really immerse ourselves in really making this wholesaling be like a committed full-time thing we would go to work come home 7 seven thirty, have dinner have like absolutely no time to really put energy into it so we would spend a lot of our weekends driving for dollars and it's it is crazy to think back on those times when we would spend most of our free time driving for dollars because it's like a really fond memory of mine at the beginning of our relationship because we would go get coffee this was before children 
We would go get coffee. That's how I knew our relationship had potential. I was like, you're going to drive for dollars with me? All right. But it was, it right, was you're good. You're doing good so far. It was good that we did it together because he would drive and then I would be the one to like write all the addresses down. And then after we would compile a list of like 200 plus, you know, addresses for the day, we would come back and we would. Um, and we did that every Saturday for like three months. A long months time. For a while. Sometimes Sundays too. Um, we would. We would compile all of the addresses and then we would both together, like he would be on his computer and I'd be on mine. And we'd type these addresses in by hand onto an Excel sheet. And then from there, we would split the list and then we would start researching off of BCAD who owns the property. I mean, this just was something we did all the time. And then as well, we would after we got all of our lists and we were ready to start putting mailers out there, we would hand sign. We would put on a movie at night and we would hand sign like 400 letters a thousand like letters minutes to pick a movie because she has terrible movie actually taste. it takes us like an hour to pick a movie i'm like oh my god by this point we could have already watched a whole movie like we this can't is ever ridiculous. agree on one because what she likes i'm like oh those are he terrible. always wants to watch like lord of the rings i'm like that's a three-hour movie educate her enough to know what good movies are <laughs> to come to my side yet so so sometimes we just actually i'm trying to get her to watch them i've watched one she's watched one so we're making progress so but anyway not now we just typically settle on top chef because it's like an hour we do like top chef it's an hour we can get through it quickly and then be like okay we're done but anyway so we would send that we would sit there watch movies and just handwrite or we would always hand sign all of our letters and <coughs> sometimes i mean we would have what like a thousand we would sign yep what, what you got over there kirk <laughs> well uh, so i have a question that's related to this to build on it from saul Alv- alvarez um saul Am I saying that correctly? I always say these names wrong. Saul? Saul. Okay. Saul. Um, the man Saul, Mr. Saul um, Alvarez is okay. what you said, right? Yeah. Uh, he says, so this is what you're, you're talking about um, with different marketing strategies. Are these lists purchased or built up from the different marketing strategies? So I think some of it's well, built, right? Well, the driving for dollars is lists that Marco and I accumulate by spending all of our free time driving. So there's different ways to achieve it. If you have more time than you have money, then driving for dollars is the way to go because you have to like spend the time to drive around and physically gather these addresses. But if you have more money and not enough time, then the best way to go is to just purchase preset lists online. So it really just depends on... It really just depends on what you have more of. <laughs> so at the beginning, we didn't have much money. We had more time together. Um, now we're getting to a point where we have very little time. So it's probably worth it for us to just, if we're doing it individually, just to put more money towards uh, buying already made lists. So um, there's just different benefits to it. Um, one of the benefits of creating our own list by driving for dollars is some other people might have these addresses. They might be on lists if it's a vacant house, but we're kind of making our own lead source by building our own list so it's really great yeah i was going to touch on that she kind of took the words out of my mouth is that uh you can buy the list uh the best you know the best thing to do is to drive for dollars when you're making lists because as she said it's a custom list very few people might probably have these addresses this is a custom route that you've made um and this is your own list apart from the fact that it's free and i mean what do you gotta pay like gas and munchies i like to eat when i'm driving coffee i like to eat all the time actually i could like to eat when i'm driving when I'm sitting, when I'm working, when I'm eating. I eat sometimes when I eat. That when you're weird. eating. Yeah. Um, I snack when I eat. Is that weird? Is that weird? That's weird. I'm eating a meal, but I'm also snacking on something else. There's a lot wrong with No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, driving for dollars list is, pro- is it's a custom list. It's free. And, um, you know, it's a really great list because nobody else is hitting these as hard as you might be hitting them. So, And if you can build a, you know, a, a solid you know, list of maybe – up to a thousand vacant houses, you know, something like that. I think you, I think you, I think you have a lot. Apart from getting probably bigger fees, you'll have a a, a lot uh, bigger of a closing percentage. So, I really like the driving for dollars list. And just real quick before lists. we move on to a question, one of the things you mentioned was was hitting the list hard. Um, I don't think anyone really understands that you can't just like send out mailers to the, these addresses like once or twice. You need to send it like eight times, like every month for like eight months, maybe even a whole year. Send the same house a letter because it might take them five, six, seven letters in to be like, oh, okay, these people are serious. Maybe, maybe six months later, they're actually ready to talk and negotiate a sale. Um, you just never know. One of the one of our really good houses that Marco and I purchased, um, which we ended up selling owner finance, 
this lady had held on to our postcard or our, our letter for like a year and a half. And she's like, I saved your letter and I've had it in my drawer for, you know, I mean, back when we first started driving. That was our best deal that year. It was such a good deal. And so you just never know how you, how these letters, you know, most of the time people probably throw them away. Some people get angry, but you just never know. So you have to hit them repeatedly over and over and over again. So don't give up four times later. We, have, we actually have a couple quick questions. To, go for it. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, and then we'll we're get to rapid an audience. But we're having some related questions to what they're saying. Um, so Matt, so if you guys could answer these rapid fire really quickly. Uh, Matt Smith asks, how do you narrow down your lists on list source? On, on a list source. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How do you narrow it down? Um, so why don't you go through 10 seconds each or something? So listsource.com is where you can buy um, your lists. Again, uh, you want to, what I suggested earlier is taking like uh, common filters with common lists and then kind of overlap them so that you can get a narrow list. So some common filter points are high equity, purchased X 10 years ago, tax delinquent in a set uh, set zip codes. You can even have it to where the homeowner is a certain age. You can add all these different uh, factors. That's kind of the way to approach it. So I'm not really big on listsource.com, uh, so I would probably just take Marco's advice on that one. Uh, I usually just work driving for dollars, list bandit signs, and uh, evictions, tax evictions, things like that. So uh, just take Marco's advice when it comes to listsource.com. Cool. Same. Hello? Same Z's. Okay, so um, Justin wants to know Justin. how many deals are you guys doing per month right now? Hilco Homes is doing five to eight a month. And we actually have a new trainee over here that's working a six-property package. Ooh. So she's, like, making it happen. And a separate three-property package. That's right. That could be a nine-property month just yeah, with her alone. something like that. She'll yeah. be a good month if she gets all of those. Yeah. She will. She will. She'll she's get our, them all. She's our rock star over there. Okay. What, what question we got? By the way, we want to answer your questions, so keep, keep uh, throwing them out there. Alex and then Sadie, they're fighting it. They're fighting it over the mic, but Alex loves the mic so I much that he will not give it up. He has to ask the question. It's because he told him he had a sexy voice. Yeah, now he wants to right. really, he he wants to really get it voice. in there real nice and yeah. sultry. This is my first event. I'm excited. So I need to be on the mic first. Alex, the celebrity. Yes, what's your question? So when you go to the county clerk, um, I believe, it, do, you, do you go to the tax accessor? Um, I mean, when you ask for specific lists on um, properties and what kind of lists do you ask for to find properties? So, okay, that's actually a group of questions. So what they were referencing earlier is you can actually just buy a list online, like listsource.com is pretty simple. And they get all their information from county records and other databases, those type of things. Uh, the simplicity with those is they're ready, they're available, you can buy it right there in a the spot. But... Um, they're a little bit older, and um, you know there's kind of some hit or miss there. Now you can go down to the county um, county clerk office or the record uh, department, depending on where your what your county is. For instance, in, in Bear County, if you want probate records, you go down to the courthouse, and there there's a probate office. You go into the basement, and then you can just request, "I would like to." see the probate records for the last month or whatever. Each county is a little bit different. They're going to have different rules. Some of them can send it to you in like uh, editable file and email. Some of them, they don't let go of the files. You need to like sit there and take photos. Did you say uh, edible file? Edible. edible. Oh. Uh, <laughs> here, I am still here I am still thinking about food, right? Uh, though I have been slurring my words this I whole broadcast. So. Uh, but anyway, so I, it just, just depends. Hungry. Yeah. Each department's a little bit different. Just kind of go down there and just ask a lot of questions. Uh, another cool way you can uh, go about it is uh, 411's the info number, right? 411? 411, yeah. Yeah, so when I was first doing it, I called 411, and then I said, hey, I'm looking for this type of record. Uh, what? Who do I call? And then they didn't know. They went like asked some people, and then they c came back to me. And I said, okay, well, what's the contact information for that? And then they gave me the information to that department. Then I called that department and got that. You can get all kinds of different lists this way. Like you can get fire damage, like it, all the records of all the houses that have had fires lately, and you know those people might be motivated to sell. But yeah, you have to act like a PI a little bit. All right, so another question. Alex finally gave up the mic. Now we're on Sadie. Sadie, what do you got? First, tell us, uh, we haven't seen you yet, so tell us uh, a little bit, just a quick 
uh, recap 30 seconds of who you are and your business and what you're trying to do. Hi, my name is Sadie Simmons. I'm with LNS Dynasty Homes. That is my business. Um, I have a partner. Um, I'm his name is Lloyd for L, and my name is Sadie for mm -hmm. S for mm -hmm. Dynasty Homes here in San Antonio. So, movers and shakers making it happen. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we've been doing this um, for two months, so I'm okay. fairly new. Yes. We've been riding around, <laughs> and the thing that I've been seeing while riding around uh, the town of San Antonio and some outskirts like Cibolo, looking for, and I see a lot of real estate, you know, uh, signs that's up. Is it good to get, you know, how do you go about getting a realtor? Are their lists good on the MLS? Because we've been having difficulty because when we're looking up Zillow and looking at the houses around it, it's like the prices are already up there. If we're going to be wholesalers and you're talking about the, the list, is it good to get like a pre-foreclosure? That's what I'm looking for, a different type of list. How do we go about getting like a, a pre-foreclosure list? Okay. So I'll start, but then you all can jump in. Uh, so you actually asked like three different questions in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so first off, when we go driving for dollars, we pretty much always ignore the agent signs, okay. to be quite honest. Uh, like the reason is for what you already said, their price point is typically retail. And uh, the, there's nothing wrong with that. They're an agent. They're trying to get the most money for their client, and that completely makes sense. Uh, people that are working with agents typically aren't as motivated as the type of sellers that we work with when we're wholesaling. Um, so, yeah, we typically skip those signs. Though, we do look for, for sale by owner signs. We also look for for rent signs. And we'll call those numbers, if they're not agent signs, they're just handwritten. We'll call those numbers to try and talk to the seller and see would they be willing to sell, those type of things. Um, also, when I'm driving around, I'll look for anything that has phone numbers on it. Sometimes I'll see a car that has like a for sale like little sign in the window of the car and has a phone number, well, I'll call that number and say, hey, I'm not interested in the car, but, you know, what about your house? So I've done that. Um, as far as pre-foreclosure lists, you can actually go to those websites and, and purchase them. That's, that's not hard at all. It, you, you, they're pretty accessible. If you just Google your county and type in pre-foreclosure, you can just purchase it that way. I've seen some pretty interesting uh, for sale by owner signs. I once saw a for sale by owner. The guy was fixing up the house, or it looked like he was fixing it up. And instead of like a, a regular sign, he actually had like a sheet, like a like a like a bed sheet hung across like the top of his house that said for sale. Call this number. Uh, I have not seen no, a bed sheet sign. Before. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I actually went out to go look at it. He was. It was one like a long time ago. It was uh, over on um. Was it South Cross? I want to say it was South Cross. Uh, but that was pretty interesting because he had a for sale by owner sign with a bed sheet and spray paint. Uh, the funny thing is, at the bottom corner, it said no investors. And I was like, and I was like. You took that as a challenge? Yeah, I did. I totally, I was like, is that right? Let me go knock on this guy's door. Um, but that, I've seen some, You to add on to that, you definitely kind of want to stray away from the ones that are already on MLS by an agent. Uh, sometimes, depending on the property, I've seen agents signs on a property that aren't on MLS. Uh, the, sometimes they'll just be helping out a friend and they'll put their, their, their personal agent signs on there. Uh, but yeah, you want to hit the for sale by owners. You want to hit the for rent. You want to hit uh, the, the vacant ones with any sort of sign, anything, like even if the car's, even if it's just the car for sale. So... Uh, same thing with the pre-foreclosures list. Do you have anything on that? I don't really have anything to add, but just there are so every, I mean, when Marco and I are driving, just even if we have like a focus, like we're driving to the grocery store, we're not even trying to think about driving and finding these types of signs. If we see one, we, we turn the car around and I'll take a photo of it and I'll mark down what streets are the connecting streets and we I mean we're always capturing this info and then we have other people too, like my mom is really good about sending us uh, signs that she sees um, so you just you never know how you're going to get a deal excellent so do we have any other questions or comments out there in the uh, social media realm no okay what do we got over here Alex okay which Another by question. the way we only have like 
five minutes left or somewhere around that range. So if you have a question, you're sitting there watching, that's wonderful. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate the likes, the hearts, the loves. But honestly, the true way we're going to give you value is if you ask a question and we can answer it for you. So take advantage of this opportunity. We're here. We're ready. We want to do it. So what you got, Alex? What you got? As you can tell, I'm taking advantage. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mike. Be like Alex. Yeah, so, but um, share the mic if you got the mic. <laughs> so, um, so what kind of apps uh, would you advise somebody to have on their phone that would help them with, uh, you know, with properties or... Uh, I know y'all mentioned a light. Uh, is it a light resource or a list source? Listsource.com. Is it's it, a website. Is it, do they have an, an app I don't for know if that? they have an app, to be quite honest. Probably not, because their website's pretty in-depth. But do you have some I mean, app ideas? I don't... Not really. I mean, she's like, oh, the camera, the note, the note app, so I can take notes of I addresses. Have Zillow. Zillow. No, I mean, well, like, yeah, I have Zillow on my phone, but I don't really ever use it for this type of stuff. I mean, I don't know. We, so I, the, the apps we usually use are just the ones for Hilco, like Podio and Slack, and so those would be good ones. Those are good just for like organization. So okay, let me <laughs> let me go into that. Oh, Ivan's got one. What do you got, Ivan? See teamwork right here. So an app that I uh, personally like, and uh, just because it, it makes it a little bit easier uh, to get into public records, but it's called LandGlide. LandGlide. So uh, it, it works in an, a lot of the states, worked in Key West. Oh, yeah? <laughs> You're uh, yes. You weren't on vacation fully. <laughs> no, no, man. There were so just many kind houses of out there. <laughs> I was like, damn. It's like, but they're like land land values like 550 you oh, know and, wow. and yeah it's the prices are crazy but anyways um so land glide basically what it does it just you know you wherever you're driving and you look through it and it gives you the name of the, who owns it and then if you click on the on the onto the property and then you hit a little square button on the bottom right hand side it takes you to the county website and then you're able to look up a little more information about it so, I mean, it is kind of nice. Uh, it's uh, free for one month and then $9 a month thereafter and everything. So, it's, uh, it cuts down the time, then you, you know, jump in on the computer and then doing, or, or just, I don't know, it makes it a little bit simpler. Uh, yeah, and go back to your uh, question a little bit now that we were talking about apps and stuff. Sadie, is actually Propelio, I'm not sure if you know about them, but if you don't, you're probably going to soon. They do a lot of events and, and online content. If you subscribe to their service, it's $89 a month. You get access to run comps in other markets, those type of things. But additionally, they have uh, daily leads that come in that are like pre-foreclosure, appointment of trustee, which is also pre-foreclosure, some probate leads, so something to look at there. But as far as apps, we use Podio because Podio is a CRM where we organize all of our leads. You can use it for free uh, starting out, and then you can upgrade as you go. Uh, our whole team, Hilco team, works out of Podio, and th they work. You can use it on your phone as well. We use Slack, which is just a like a texting platform for a team, so we use that a lot. It's huge. Uh, Google Voice has its own app. That's a great way you can use uh, Google Voice number with bandit signs and other things as well. You mentioned also you Trello. Oh. Trello, we, we use Trello. Our team doesn't necessarily use it, but Marco and I are like religious about Trello. So we have a shared board where you can put tasks. That's in a there. productivity app. Yeah, you, you can put like your lists in there, and then when you achieve one of those tasks, you can like archive it. Um, and so Marco and I share a Trello board, and we use it for everything. I mean, even just simple things like change the air filter at home, like things that we don't, that's in our head that we don't want to forget about. And we just dump it in there, and then we kind of organize it based off priority and everything like that. So that's a good one to use. So um, it really, for me, it really depends on what it is that you're trying to do. But one of the things that I found interesting when I first started uh, was this app call, called, uh, I don't have it anymore, but it's this app called Route For Me. And uh, what you can do is you can plot out a route if you're putting out bandit signs. One of the things we advise to do when you're putting out bandit signs is to plan your route the day before, right? And if you find what you want to do is saturate your area with your bandit signs, right? So if you, instead of driving all crazy like, right, and putting bandit signs, you know, anywhere, like just random places, if you find that a certain route was uh, 
was good for you and it, you got a lot of feedback, you can plot that route on Route For Me and follow that same route and put your bandit signs in the exact same spot so you can keep saturating the same area. And, you know, because people will come down and take down your bandit signs and they'll take, they'll take off your, your, your flyers and we whatnot. So if you if you put it in the same yeah, Mark <laughs> Hillary, and Hillary and Mark will do that. They, but you know if you're putting out if you're putting out um if you're putting out bandit signs and you find that found out that that route was more successful for you and you want to keep doing it and you want to keep saturating that area, route for me will will you can just go back to that route and just be like okay and you can even take a picture of where you put it so you can put the bandit sign there again in that exact same spot. So idea. it's like having many billboards all the time in the same places. Okay, two seconds. What's your favorite podcast? Because you're on oh, the road a lot. Geez. You should listen to podcasts, right? Or audiobooks. Podcasts. Um, I don't listen to podcasts as much. I do listen to audiobooks. Tim Ferriss has a great podcast. His is really popular, though. Um, okay, I podcast. Like do you listen to any? Um, rarely. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, Gary Vee is probably one of my favorites. Gary v? And audiobook would be the 10X Same rule. Same with podcasts, but we listen to a lot of, like, Mark and I listen to a lot of like Robert Kiyosaki, Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney. I mean, we're always listening to different stuff to kind of keep it interesting. Anybody here listen to podcasts? Uh, the Bible, uh, no, but uh, what's the guy's name? I forgot the name of uh, something. Than Merrill? No, 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 no. Uh, guys from Houston, uh, the Bible, um, the real estate Bible. Fan Merrill is the wholesale Bible guy. Right, right. Now there's there's just a group right of Houston. I, oh, okay. I forgot. So if you guys know, post it on. Right. <laughs> well, make sure you guys start listening to the Hilco Homes podcast. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, my team is awesome at pitching their stuff. We don't listen. Oh yeah, to my favorite podcast, Hilco Homes podcast. That, <laughs> that was a trick question. So yeah. Hilco Sorry. Homes podcast. So check that out. Podcasts are getting better and better, by the way. I would say podcasts are getting better than audiobooks. I would really suggest you guys start checking out some of these top podcasts out there. Okay, any last thoughts? Because we do need to wrap up um, and, so, and wrap up. Yeah. Uh, first off, we appreciate everyone that is watching now currently, everyone that participated with the likes, the loves, and the questions and comments. Thank you very much. We um, And everyone that's catching this on replay because we know that we have a bunch of you that do that. Um, we plan to have more events like this one. We're gonna have we have a few already on our Facebook page that you can the fifth, July fifth is the next one that you can come here and participate yourself. But if you're in another market, obviously you can watch Facebook Live. We appreciate that. Lastly, Hilco Homes has worked with uh, a number of different um, uh, renowned investors and wholesalers themselves to put together a course on negotiation specifically negotiation for a wholesaler. Uh, it was 42 videos, but we recently just added on another instructor. His name is Ryan Nickel out of California. So our course is now 50 videos and it's at the same price of $97, a one-time fee. So if you are looking to wholesale and you're unsure about what to say, how to say it, how to approach uh, getting to a certain number, how to have a seller or a buyer come meet you on a number that works, we uh, incorporate different techniques, tactics, scripts, mentalities, and just general situations in these 50 videos that can help you right away. So that's on our, you can find it on our Facebook page on our website, which is hilcohomes.consulting. It's a $97 charge. We think you would really love it. So we appreciate you participating in that regard. But overall, thank you for watching. Look for our next uh, episode, and we will see you then. Bye. Peace.